Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is my co-hostess, Vanessa Hogle. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. Our longtime friend, Alexandra Holzer, is with us again. But with her this time is her mother, who is a, mar- a marvelous artist. Uh, she's also a Russian countess. Catherine Buxhoveden is with us. Catherine, Alex, uh, Absolutely wonderful to have you, and I was listening to all the conversation going on with uh, <laughs> with Vanessa before the show. I'm doing all the tech stuff because YouTube decided it just wanted to uh, it wanted to hiccup on us just before we went live. But um, you know, really fascinating stories, and it's wonderful to have you. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, nice absolutely. To meet you both. Vanessa and Mike. Very nice to meet you. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, it, so glad I, I'm so glad I commandeered the conversation goes. before we got on air. Because... I'll take this over, woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 it truly is. Uh, that part. Because that could have went all day. Okay. Um, but I, I just wanted to say that it, it, it is truly such a pleasure we have heard so many wonderful things about you from Alex. The time all that you've been on. All, <laughs> all good. good. All good. Yes, yes. All absolutely wonderful. And um, it it just, I remember the very first time we had Alex on when we were talking about you and, and about your history and your family's history. And I, I just, I was, I was like a dog to a bone. I just wanted to jump on it right then and there. And I would love it if you would tell our, our viewers a little bit about yourself, where you come from, where your family comes from, the, the lineage and the interesting facts about that. I would be so tickled. I'll try to give you a little summary. Otherwise, you'll be here a little a long time. It's a little bit of history. Just, I'll just a little bit. A little bit of history. Yes. So I'll start with, all right. So uh, I was born in Italy, actually, but... I'll give you my, my, my parents. My mother is Parisian, born in Paris, and my father is Russian, born in St. Petersburg. And so the Russian line that mentioned uh, the title, it comes from my father's side. And the Buxovitan family is a very old aristocratic family that goes back to the 800s, actually. Wow. It's back to the 800s, primarily in Germany primarily in Germany, and uh, in the 1200s, a bishop of Sovedon went to, and founded Riga in Estonia, Latvia. I'm going to do this quickly. <laughs> and uh, that is primarily how the Russian branch stemmed. So the Russian branch basically started in the 1200s. And that's the branch that I come from. Most of my cousins and relatives are barons, which are German. And they're primarily oh. in Europe. Uh, so wow. that's my father's line. Uh, so my mother's Parisian. My father was Russian. I uh, have uh, two older brothers who were born in France. Uh, my sister and I were born in different parts of Italy. And actually where I was born was a haunted medieval castle. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so I'm amazing. so it's jealous. A, yeah, it, it's just amazing how how it comes around because I, I ended up meeting a man uh, who was who just started uh, ha- having his book published, Ghost Hunter, when I met him and got into this whole field when I basically grew up with it. And I was born in a haunted castle. It was a medieval castle in Tyrol, T-Y-R-O-L in Italy, in the mountains. And um, so it started there. I was already ha- haunted, I guess. How long did you live in the castle? Was it your entire childhood? No, it was primarily only for a short amount of time because World War II broke out. Okay. So my family was told to move because if you know history, uh, my mother being French and my father being a white Russian, he had no nationality. Ah. Uh, well, the Italians were in a, France was not exactly on the side of Italy. Right. Right. So we right. Were, yeah. Yes. So we were told to move and we ended up living in Florence. So okay. for the duration okay. of World War II, we were in Florence, Italy. So when I, I was it? There. When when did you come to America? Uh, after World War II in 19, the end of 1946. Is there anything, um, is, is that, and I apologize for not knowing the full history of it, but did you, did you meet Hans overseas or here? I met him here. Here at a party, and, actually, mm-hmm. oh. in, in New York City. Wow. 
So I was you living in New York City. Oh, wow. I can you imagine some of the initial <laughs> conversations just talking about, you know, growing up in a haunted castle and he was all about that. So those yeah, had to be absolutely right. fascinating conversations. It was very funny because when, when I met him and, and he was just going to get his book published and he was being he was doing investigations. So I, that's when I started going with him to investigations at that at the very beginning when I met him. Wow. Okay. I worked with him for at least over 10 years. Wow. And a lot of your artwork was inspired by some of those investigations. Yes, that was the key. So the the idea was for me to to represent some of the cases in art. So I did some in acrylics and oils at Oceanborn Mary's house. And then uh, we uh, thought it'd be a good idea to do some illustrations for the books, like The Lively Ghost of Ireland, I think has probably some of the best black and white i mean for me i like them the best uh that style so uh that's how i got into doing the illustrations for the books you know wow that's i'm awesome. gonna have to check that out because i've been to ireland twice yes. love that and i want to see book. that yes. awesome so yeah. would you consider that the beginning of your art career no i was always an artist i mean i you know when i was a child i always drew and painted and then uh it, i always followed art. I didn't go into it professionally because I knew I wasn't going to make a living being an artist. But when I lived in New York and was married, I did have the opportunity to study at the Art Students League mm-hmm. on 57th Street. So I studied book illustrations, portraits, landscaping, live drawings, you know, mm-hmm. art studios. And so I did that for quite a few years, but uh, and always did art. I always, art was always something I did, uh, but professionally, I ended up uh, becoming an interior designer. I studied at FIT, which is okay. the, the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt that I wanted to combine my creative art talents with practicality, because I am a practical person, and I felt that interior design was a good field to go into. So, but art was always in my life. Oh, that makes wow. a lot of sense to me. <laughs> well, from, from the uh, from the uh, acrylics and the paintings and the pen and inks, then I went into pastels. We were discussing that mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, I went into pastels later on. See, you've inspired me. I'm going to try it. I'm going to yes. try that because I. You just, guys were having I a fantastic had. art discussion before the show. <laughs> I learned a lot just from listening. The viewers need to know I was in hog. <laughs> heaven you were okay i was it was just that was, was like fun. christmas for me okay. you're, t- you're too much <laughs> a little bit no idea you're too much and you know what's fascinating about this field of parapsychology is when um when i was doing it when hans and i were doing it um i suppose you may be interested in the methodology absolutely yes. Uh, that we did, um, which was very simplistic in comparison to what I've seen a uh, long time, you know, lately for the last years. Yeah, how's that, that changed over the years? Well, here's what we did. We basically had a tape recorder mm-hmm. and a uh, Zeiss Icon German camera. And we took uh, photographs only in black and white, no flash. And uh, that was basically, that was the tools. That was the tools. So we interviewed, for example, the homeowner, if the homeowner had, we went there because the homeowner had an issue with with some paranormal occurrences. Uh, I would, we would come in with uh, a civil leak or an Ethel Myers, who were the trans mediums. We we only utilize a trans medium. Okay. And I would keep them company because we never, they never knew where they were going. And Hans would be interviewing the onus, you know, what happened, what's going on, and everything would be on tape. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and very simple. And then we uh, we put the medium in a trance, would go under, and whatever came through was tape recorded. We would take photographs, and if anything, and very often times, thing appeared on the photographs. And then Hans would go and do the research and find out from the local libraries or wherever he had to go, did such a person exist? Based on the information he got on tape, followed through and wrote the story. 
It was a, it was a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. Wow. That was a simple. Sometimes that specific worked, methodology. Yes, it was a very simple way of doing. It. No gimmicks. None of what I've seen. Yeah, there's a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. There's a well, lot of crazy things out there and, these days. And, yeah. Uh, yes. And and there's no beginning or middle of end. They just go there and see what happens and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. so I don't know. But any, yeah, yeah, so that's I'm, what I'm very opinionated. Yeah. And, and, and I grew up on a, a number of Hans's books and, you know, they fascinated me. I mean, my, the, when I moved from Massachusetts to Ohio, my mother gave me as an interesting way to remember that area of the country, Yankee ghosts. And it took me like a couple stories to realize, wait a minute, these aren't just ghost stories. These are actually really true. And so I I was hooked from there because he does tell a story through that. That's right. And he also gave you a a historical background, Mm -hmm. sometimes of the area. It it was not just, no, that's what made it interesting because you had a story, you had an event and hopefully we had a beginning, a middle, and an end to that event to release the spirit that was stuck primarily. And to release it, that was the goal of the whole thing. It was not meant for any, it was to release this entity. Right. When it, when it comes to the experiences or the, the investigations that you guys did and how you went about them with the beginning, the middle, and the end, out of all of them, I'm not going to ask you what the most scary one was i'm not going to ask anything like that i want to what i want to know is which experience stands out the most whether it's the people that you were going there to help whether it was the spirit that was involved whether it was the information that was received by ethel or somebody else what stands out the absolute most for you in your memory i it'd be hard for me to pick one because i did so many and they're all Mm -hmm. various and different depending on what it was um an interesting one. Do you remember June Havoc? You the name, Gypsy, yes. You know Gypsy Rose Lee? Yes. Okay. Okay, June Havoc was Gypsy Rose Lee's sister. Okay. Hmm. And June Havoc, though she was not as well known as Gypsy Rose Lee, she had a, um, she lived on, in New York, what was called Clinton or Hell's Kitchen. She had okay. a, what do you call a brownstone or a tenement? Mm-hmm. All right. So she had bought this house and it was haunted. And we went in with Sybil Leak, Earl Wilson from the post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the uh, thing that I remember a lot we, uh, with Sybil, we took a lot of pictures and the phenomena that appeared on the on the photographs were absolutely well, scary in a way, but overwhelming. For example, you see Sybil sitting on a chair and all her legs are in black. Like oh, wow. it was a black oh, wow. screen that wiped her out. And uh, it took us quite a bit of time to really get through this. And what it really was, the bottom line, is that house was sitting on Potter's Field. Wow. Oh. Potter's Field was an area where the poor mm-hmm. were buried. Yeah. And it was about a young woman that came through uh, that was obviously looking or the soldier who the person who was buried and she was stuck in this whole this whole connection of trying to find him and, and going over, over and over again but the photography I mean what came out in the picture was a whole other thing it was amazing so that was an interesting story I thought when you guys were doing this was there any type of because I know we're real big on this nowadays when we do something like that as far as cleansing, releasing the energy from us. Did y'all have any particular practices that you did during that time to release it from you? Yes. Well, what, well this is the whole thing. When I said there was a beginning, a middle, and an end, what I mm-hmm. meant by that was that when the entity spoke through Ethel or Sybil, mm-hmm. we got as much information as we could because that was the only way we could do the research and find out that such a person exists, right? Okay. Right. Authenticate. Uh, at the end of it, that is when we primarily um, called on, let's say this young girl, called on her on a relative, like her mother or a father or, or a family member to come from the other side, that's how we basically explained it, and help her across. Okay. Uh, 
that's primarily was the method that we used. And, and when, and the reason we know it worked is because usually after that happens, there's, there's no more activity in the house. Okay. Uh, gotcha. The owners of the house will report that there's no more activity. So we know that it's gone, they've gone over. And you did a lot yeah. of follow-up after the fact? Yeah, we follow up after the fact. It doesn't always work. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that it does. We had some situations that were dangerous that we had to walk away from. Uh, and many did work. And some, there was never a solution. So it's it's really not black and white. Do you think that that's something that is hard for people to understand is that sometimes there just isn't a solution? There yes, just isn't. And well, you know, and also there's a difference between, um, and just because someone has passed doesn't mean they're nice people. Right. As I said, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of people who are angry and nasty and uh, just as they probably were in the physical world. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the difference between, you know, a ghost, a geist in German, which means a guest, mm-hmm. or a spirit, a free spirit that comes and visits and hangs out. And, you know, there have been situations in homes where uh, people have had uh, sensations of someone's there, something's moving, but it's not threatening and they feel like it's a free spirit. So it can come and go. That's that's a whole other thing, too. Exactly. It depends. It is. It's not cut and dry. It really is not. I apologize if I'm echoing you. all I don't know where that's coming from. There is a little bit of an echo, but. Yeah. There's not much we can do about it at this point. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, now, do have a couple of questions coming in from the chat. Tom McNicholas at first was asking if you helped at all in writing of Hans's stories or if that was just strictly him with the writing bit. No, Hans did all the writing. I assisted him in the actual physical work and did the uh, illustrations. Okay. Did you um, did you do any of the interviewing or anything like that at all? Uh, no, only if I went on television or radio, I did. Okay. You know, I was involved with that, but actually interviewing the uh, clients, or I would call the clients or the owners, no, I let him do that. Now, how has that changed over the years as as well? Because I've I've gone back and I've seen, you know, looked up some of the old articles, you know, from you, Hans, the the transmediums, you know, some of the old. Uh, you know, television interviews, and it seems like it's a very different world today than it had been back then. A very different, yeah. In what way do you want to know that? I mean, it's, it's just, I can't, there's no comparison whatsoever. As I said, when we were doing it, I'm talking about the 60s and the 70s, mm-hmm. maybe into the 80s, uh, that's before all of this technology came in, you know, all these tools that they use. And I think some, some of them are probably good, and you can utilize them, but I just don't like the whole sense of the of the sensationalism, the gimmickiness of it, and the, I just don't like it. I don't think it's authentic. I don't think that there's a goal to what they're doing. I think it's just for sensationalism. We had a goal, as I explained. We had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It was to release the entity from the house, and so that the owners would not have any more issues. Yeah. That is, I mean, it's very simple. It's, there's nothing complex about it. Uh, <laughs> but what's been going on? Just, <laughs> sorry, can't make it exciting, but that's, that's the stories themselves were, were the interest. They were. They were very, very interesting. Yeah. Because they were all over the world and they were different from being in a field in Vermont to a, a decrepit castle in Ireland or even Bavaria, uh, which I was going to tell you about uh, in Wolfsegg. Yeah, Wolf go right ahead. Bavaria. Please. Wolfsack Bavaria. Wolf Bavaria. I had a picture of it. Uh, I can show it to you. Uh, here. I can, see it. can you see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, can't tell. I can see it, anyway, yeah. So um, this castle, by, by the way, um, is privately owned, at least when I went. Don't forget this many years ago privately owned by this man who bought it and is totally destroyed. I mean, this is, it's not a lived in castle and he just put in a floor. So he invited us over. Of course we were abroad. So we took a local Viennese Austrian woman with us who was a medium 
and we went at night mm -hmm. climbing those those uh stone stairs to that second floor which was like felt like it was in a dungeon i mean just think about it, it was, everything is stone right you just visualize how old this what? is into this floor that he had put a floor down no electricity everything was candlelights oh. So I would be in heaven. Into, nice. right? So you walked into this stone, massive room with just a floor, wooden tables, candles everywhere. I mean, just the move, the atmosphere of it. I mean, this is that this sounds beautiful. That I enjoyed a lot was going to all these different environments. The feeling of going into a place like that. That goes back to the 1400s. I mean, it's just things like that. Yeah, you're so, surrounded by history. And for you, I imagine it must have felt a little like home growing up in, in a castle like you had. Uh, to me, it was normal. It was, yeah, it was, it was just normal. I, mean, yeah. I felt, I felt <laughs> comfortable actually wherever I went. No, I was. Well, uh, well I'm. I have to ask you real quick, Catherine. I apologize for interrupting because I don't want to lose the question. Did you ever go back to the castle you were born in? Yes. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a real good picture of it. But um, yes, I went back with my husband when, since we were traveling abroad a lot. So we did go back. And uh, of course, the owners, I wanted to go inside, but the owners came outside. They won't let me go inside. I wanted to go inside and, and, and try to remember uh, where I was. But I did get to see the outside. I was in the court area. So, yeah, I did go back. I went to the, It's near Bolzano. If you know where Bolzano is in Italy, mm -hmm. yeah, it's in it, it's in the mountains. Actually, Bolzano was an area where um, people that had TB during the okay. were went to that area to recuperate. Wow. So, wow. the house or the castle was up in the mountains in that area. Because if I say if I say Merano, Merano was the village. If I say Merano in Tyrol, people would have no clue <laughs> where that is. So I have to say it's near Bolzano. So if you know, wow. Okay. That is. I wish you would have been able to go inside. That hurts my heart. You couldn't. I know. I, I do have photographs of it, but I yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to intrude. You know, you can't. Understandable. Don't Understandable. Admit. Sure. Um, that that brings me to another question, just real quick, with what you were talking about earlier, and then I'm gonna shut up. Um, what are <laughs> <laughs> what are your um, considering your experience that y'all had previously in the '60s, '70s, and '80s? Um, what is your opinion on mediums then and now? Well, I don't think there's maybe much of a difference between then and now. I think. Um, like everything else there are good mediums exceptionally good which i would say that's the few in my in my outlook there's a lot of mediums out there and i think some are mediocre probably with good intentions but really don't have the real developed skills uh but i would say in my opinion there are very few who are exceptionally exceptionally very good that really get information that you they they couldn't no, it's not generalization that's very, I would say very few. Uh, Sybil Leak was very good as a trans medium, excellent. Ethel Myers uh, was also trans, but she was audio. She could hear mm -hmm. as well through good information. Um, I Again, you know, I'm always skeptic with gimmicky. Anything that's gimmicky, sensationalism. Right. Um, I'm skeptical about that, but that's my opinion. That makes sense. Uh, I also know that you most likely are born into it. It, it usually runs in the family. Uh, Sybil's grandmother was was a medium. Uh, okay. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, you can't learn it. I know there are schools in, in England and that can teach mediumship. And you probably can develop a certain amount of it, but I do feel it's inborn. It's It's in you. And, and I, this, I, yeah. and that's the type of, uh oh, but, here comes Jacob's no, no, no. trouble. Oh, no, I love this. There she Alex, is. Stop in. <laughs> I've been quiet this whole time. You should be very proud of me, Mom. Really? <laughs> 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 I, 
listen, that, but that goes right into when you told me about your mother, Nana, right? Yes. My grandma, her mother, and Tom Paulette, yes. her sister, your aunt. Yes. That um, in where they were in France, where they were, I don't know where they were staying, where Tom Paulette, who I got the chance to finally meet at 13 yes. when I went to Paris, it was yes. either a computer or a trip to Paris. Do you remember yes. that? Yes. I got on the plane and went to Paris and I met Tom Paulette and Pierre, her husband, yes. and she, she heard creaking in the hallway. Do you remember that? That wasn't, uh, yeah, that's, it was in Paris and okay. that's where they lived with their grandparents because their father was killed in World War One. Oh, right. And right. his parents mm -hmm. took, yeah, they took them in. Yes, in that hall, in that, it was an apartment building in Paris, that's where they grew up. And that's, and my aunt was very intuitive and probably psychic and she would pick up noises in the hallway uh, and go and of course there's nothing there. My mother was also very intuitive, but her intuition would be very much in dreams. She mm -hmm. would get mm -hmm. messages in dreams. Yep. But people sat on her too. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, she had apparitions. Sat on her. Oh, yeah. okay. That was an old friend. Yes, that's different, but I'm saying her own <laughs> self. An old friend came back as an apparition and sat on her? Oh, that's amazing. That is awesome. You don't hear that every day. <laughs> no, I don't think we've ever heard that. Oh, they sat on her. It's okay. We knew them. You know? Next, <laughs> next, next, <laughs> next question. That is awesome. That is awesome. My goodness. Yeah, I, okay. think that, I think that Alex got her intuition from uh, my from my mother's side of the family. My sister was intuitive herself, but in different ways, mm -hmm. in different ways. So uh, I didn't get anything. That's not true. That's I just, I, I've <laughs> seen your I, I've seen your paintings. Yeah, I can do that. I so I beg that. to differ. Um, I can do that. I can well, do that. no, it's the thing is, even if it isn't in the same, even if the gift isn't wrapped the same way that I might have it or Alex might have it, mm -hmm. you speak through your artwork. Um, I looked at all of your artwork that I could find online, and there were very specific pieces that spoke to me that not just from an artistic viewpoint, but like Conference House, I felt yeah, something. Yeah looking at that painting i felt what was going on in that home and that just might be how you funnel your gift that's a good point that's you know and i think that's good you know i mean with the illustrations for the books uh, we could listen to somebody describe what was seen all day long but without your rendition of it without you being able to put that pen to paper and give it an actual physical presence we might never fully understand the story. Mm -hmm. Therein lies your gift. And it's, it's you. an amazing one. Thank so you. you're very Appreciate welcome. That. You're very welcome. So I'm glad to see it that way. I really do. I think it's, ex I'm an automatic drawer. So I okay. right. do that for remote viewing. So it's, I can't draw a person out of my brain to save my life. Mm -hmm. It looks real. But if they're dead, I can draw them all day long. <laughs> so I. <laughs> I okay. can't make up a face that looks real. Um, so I, under, I understand that concept. And that's why when I saw those particular pieces, the hands on, on 27. Hands on 27, yes. <sighs> I saw that and I was just like, there is so much emotion behind that's, that's, yes. this. Pastels. Yes. And, and so it's, mm. I get it. I get it. And I think that maybe that is not, it isn't just Hans's words that were so important to people. It was also your contribution and how you allowed them to see what maybe they couldn't see otherwise. You're yeah, sort of more like uh, trying to express it in a, in a feeling way, what it felt like. Exactly. What the feeling was of that particular story. Exactly. So yeah, don't, don't downplay your contribution. Okay. I won't. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, Mike, go ahead. Because I'm going to start crying. I don't know I how to follow all that up because that was an absolutely amazing compliment and it's absolutely true. So, Thank you, um, Mike. You're welcome. You're welcome. What I do want to ask, though, because, yes, I read Hans growing up, but I also read 
this book by right here by Alex. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh God. So I did get to Hi, learn a <laughs> so I did get to learn a little bit about you um, a few years back when I picked this up. Um, so, you know, back in the day, you're, you're doing these paranormal investigations, you're traveling the world, you're an artist, but you're also raising a couple of young girls. So as you're being a mother and doing all these different things, how are you explaining this activity to Alex and her sister? Uh, we just told them what it was, and that was it. <laughs> right. <And thanks> to <laughs> you, my sister was the one that would intercom me. Yes, we had the 70s intercom system in our apartment in Manhattan. Wow. She'd push the button. Alex, are you awake? Alex, I am now. I heard something in the hallway. Go check it out. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, well, uh, actually... Um, we traveled with the, when Alex was uh, three months old, we took Alex and her sister abroad. We used to go abroad without them. <laughs> okay. And my mother would be in charge. Ah. So they, they actually spent a lot of time with their grandmother, uh, which they adore. And, Good. but when Alex was three months old, we, I stuck her in a basket. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> You're just finding this out now, Alex? <laughs> yes. I just put her in a basket <laughs> and I uh, took my mother and, and Hans and I and her sister and we went abroad. We went abroad every year. So Alex did her first steps in Austria. Wow. She did her first wow. step, which was almost a year and a half. And, and I talked to plants, I know. So she came, yeah, so she was already speaking to plants. She would go outside and she'd be sitting on the grass and she'd be shaking her hand like this, talking to the I plants. I want video evidence. No, no, no. Did the plants talk back? So I was concerned about her, her mental state. <laughs> At that point, I was like, uh oh, what has, what has she picked up? <laughs> I love you, Alex. Don't you think? And don't you and actually the house we had a farmhouse. We had a farmhouse that we renovated in the mountains and it was haunted. Yep. Oh, Alex, Alex, there you go. Remember? They're all haunted. <laughs> well, so so it happens to be if something is following us around, I think. <laughs> We're being followed. We're being followed. You remember the story? I love this story. The headless woman that scared the, the crap out of my sister. Ooh, <laughs> do tell. She, went to get water, she thought it was Nana. And oh, she got scared. It wasn't. It wasn't <gasps> Nana. No. Right, but Nadine was the one that got to Oh, she thought it was. <laughs> yeah, but that farmhouse was, remember, you, you felt something. I, I Yeah, remember, I, it was the high chair situation where... You, you guys told me that mm -hmm. I was in the high chair doing this, and I'm I'm assuming back then the high quality of the high chair in Austria would have been phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> but no safety until they went over. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, it was a farm. Believe it or not, it was a farmhouse, and uh, things were going around there too. I don't know. I think we're being followed by moon shadow. <laughs> Really, that's uh -oh. not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. You have children who are intuitive. Mm -hmm. You guys are deeply embedded in the paranormal. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that I pretty much every place I live has has spirit activity, not yeah. because it's haunted, but because I am. Because you, so, well, you pick right. it up. Yeah. Well, you so, pick it I up. Mean, yeah, you guys are just, you know, a, a family of four, nice little bounce sheets, walking around, <laughs> just pick, picking stuff up. I mean, it's it, it makes perfect sense to me. But also, you kind of need to look at it as a little bit of a compliment because they felt comfortable with you. Well, they liked Alex because I, uh, it was the, in Austria, at that farmhouse, it was actually the old lady that owned the house. Wow. Hmm. It okay. was, she owned the house. And that's, wow. who saw. that's who she saw. I didn't see anything, but Alex did. And, and my mother did as well. My mother was also picked it up. But it wasn't a frightening feeling. Even no. that young of age, I could decipher the difference between that fear factor. 
Right, you can feel it. Right. right, versus it's comforting yet scary yet comforting yet what it you have to your brain has to process that too. Yeah. So, and well, so that was just like another person to you, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. wow, like another nana. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just not with all her body parts put together. Right. Well, you but know. the be- the beautiful part about that, Alex, is nowadays if somebody sensed that in their home due to what is normally out there on on television and everything their immediate response is fear must right. be bad hate it it's a demon hashtag you, yes hashtag demon you know um you did not have that response because you were not raised to believe no no that that that's a, that's truly a gift i was not raised to believe they were that they were to be afraid of either my no, first visitation it, was my grandmother you know right. so but yeah. nowadays, it's it's. it's no, my parents were very open. Nana was a big part of that circle. Mm-hmm. Um, Nana was part of. I would say, if we had our own paranormal team, it was my parents and my grandmother and the people that they took company with. It was a family affair, and everybody was very honest and truthful. And there was no drama that would precede the night ahead. So if they would hold seances or whatever, it just was a normal thing with precaution to what you're dealing with. So there would be an educational bit of information prior to that to explain what you're about to experience or what you could experience and, and so on and so forth mm-hmm. and what have you. So our As family- it should be. Yeah. Right, exactly. Our family was very open. And to this day, my mother and I and my sister all- you know, collectively go back and forth intuitively kind of, you know, blindly finding our way through our life path as we're always changing and growing and we have things in our lives happen. I'm in the center of that trying to field what I can pick up on and going back to the roots of what I was taught by both my parents, not just my father. My mm-hmm. mother was a huge part of that. Oh, sure. And my grandmother, her mother. So you see, this is, this is how I've tried to raise my son as well. And I just, I, I, I'm not going to say that people that don't do that are doing a disservice, but people that don't do that are doing a disservice. <laughs> You're gonna uh, say because it anyway. yeah. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it because it's that we can't, we can't move forward. We can't learn. We can't help if we always fear. So I, I want to commend your, your parents, especially on not raising you in that environment, because it's made you the well-rounded, interesting rebel go-getter that you are today. So, I mean, I, I, I think, that, <laughs> you know, I love you, girl, you know, so, I mean, I think that's amazing. And, you know, uh, Vanessa, what fear, fear is usually the absence of information. Right. Bingo. What, what yeah, we fear what we don't understand. Are. Yeah. Either you accept the information as this is what you're looking at, this is the possibility of what you're entering or what you've experienced, or you can just go deny, deny, deny. Well, you get into the the fear factor of uh, things that you hear or things that you read and you start believing all of that uh, Hollywood fearful things, it's a demon or it's evil or it's this, it's that, and you get into that aspect of it. And of course, you're going to twist yourself in a pretzel with fear, <laughs> you know, you can't move and can't do anything right. Uh, uh, absolutely not. Fear it's is, not to say it's not scary, right? Mom? It, no, it is scary. I, it, it is scary. scary. Absolutely. Yep, it is. I've been in those situations, yeah. I have to say, mm-hmm. where you're in a room and all of a sudden that cold air comes in and I'm not talking about a drafty window. Right. There's a definite... Cold air that is psychic, cold air, and that gives you goose pimples. That's how, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel an entity is, is there. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, you know, yeah. that's not, you know, it's scary because you don't can't see it. You don't know it. And then, of course, it starts to move things, like tables. and. But it's taking that time to, inst- I mean, to realize I, I'm doing this because I want to know. So when those situations happen... I can't run away frightened. I can feel the fear and yep. do it anyway because this is my job is to learn, help, grow. Right. Yeah. Period. You have to have a goal. I mean, there's a reason. Yes. What is, I yes. mean, what is your goal? What is your reasoning? 
Why are you doing what you're doing? If it's to tinkle in your britches and run out the front door, <laughs> plenty of people are doing that already. Yeah. <laughs> well, good it, luck it gets them. ratings, I guess. I don't know. Good luck to them. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Enjoy that laundry bill. To each yeah. his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do have a lot of questions coming in from the chat, and one of them from Sharon Lane kind of played in plays into the uh, direction this conversation has been going uh, the last few minutes. Uh, Sharon was wondering if you had spirits follow you home from haunted locations. No, I've been very lucky that I don't feel I've ever had anything being attached to me. Okay. Coming home with me without my consent. Otherwise, they have to pay rent. <laughs> no roommates. <laughs> no roommates. <laughs> did say she was practical, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I, I haven't gotten any money out of any of them yet. Yeah, I know it can happen. I've heard these stories. I and it can happen. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't have a sensation that I've had that issue. Thank thank goodness. Okay. Good. Um, Victoria Monday was just, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but doesn't intuition generally uh, come through the mother's side of the family? Not necessarily. Okay. I think it can I come from both can. sides, right? Yeah. Uh, Hans was very intuitive. Sure. As a man. Later in life, I think he became, remember the story, which... Your you know, father was very intuitive. Do you remember with Muzi, when Muzi had passed and Uncle Tony heard his vision of what he saw her coming back. Yeah, he saw her, yeah. Reannounce herself to him that she had made it okay. Mm -hmm. That was like, I think, a pinnacle moment for him because he was so stuck in being the skeptic, scientific, academic. Investigator, role, the investigator. Right, that he forgot the part of himself that we all have in this world, the intuitive side. We're all mm -hmm. born with that sixth yeah. sense. Yeah. He was intuitive when he could do psychometry. Right. Remember? Uh, psychometry, do you know what that is, Vanessa? Yes. And Mike? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he would do psychometry and could uh, get impressions with that. So Although, I you know what? Our viewers might not know what that is. So okay, if you want. Yeah, psychom I'm sorry. Psychometry is when you take an object that belongs to the person and only to the person, like a ring, even a comb that didn't belong to someone else. And by holding it with his hands and just feeling the object, he would get impressions. Mm -hmm. And so like Hans was pretty good at that. So he was good at that. Okay. He was good. able to do that. That's and a definite gift. Don't forget, he also did the Zener cards. And also the cards, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, an interesting question here from Murtaza Arif, since you're an artist, Catherine. Uh, what part do you think interior design plays in the paranormal? For me, I think it opens up my <laughs> spatial sense of space. New feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an awesome question. It is a good question. What does it have to do with a space? I could get, I just say it again. I got interrupted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what part do you think interior design <laughs> plays in the paranormal? Yes. He believes it, it opens up his spatial sense of space. All right. Well, I don't... I don't see the connection with the paranormal. Okay. Frankly, in terms of space, no. That's purely... Maybe energy. Well, that's feng shui and how you lay out your furniture, uh, things of that nature. Uh, is That's a whole other thing. Not paranormal. On that same note, have you it's ever... Energy. That's energy. You're talking about energy here. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever went in um, and designed for a house that was haunted? No, I primarily worked in uh, what they call contract design, which was office space. Okay. Commercial okay. space. Okay. I did do residential much later, but no, I did not uh, do anything in a haunted house. She used to bring okay. home those little fake trees. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to do uh -oh. house. Do you remember that, Mom? They were yes. the most awesome little miniature of everything you can imagine. And I didn't realize it was for work. So I'd be like, mine. No, I know what but, you're talking about when you're but, doing the outside and everything. Yeah. But let me ask you this, though. Um, since with that, you are creating a type of energy. Could that perhaps attract something paranormal or supernatural that may enjoy that type of energy and inhabiting the energy that you have created with the way you've arranged the space? I don't think so. I don't think it's connected. Uh, 
energy field coming from the outside has to have a reason to, to be there. It's a free-flowing spirit. The spirit has to be there because it's connecting with you on some level. Either it knows you, it's connecting with you, but it's not because of the space. Okay. Or if it's uh, an app, something that's coming up, it's because something was there before. Fair enough. Had to ask. That makes sense. That <laughs> it makes does. sense. It does. Yes, it doesn't matter. You know, apparitions or hauntings or guests or geists uh, have nothing to do necessarily with the space. It's what it's either in, what it's sitting on, uh, as in uh, June Havoc's situation. Her uh, apartment complex was on top of Potter's Field. It had nothing to do with the house, but what was under what he was sitting on. Right. That, that actually tends to happen a lot too. Created the. Yes, yeah, so that can happen. You can buy a piece of land, and maybe there was some horror that happened there, and you build a house on top of it, or something's buried under there, or that it's not, you know. And you can put a house there, and all of a sudden, you've got a whole bunch of disturbances. And their, their first thought is, well, my house isn't old. So that's right. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It's where it's sitting very oftentimes, or what mm -hmm. was there before. Absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, so many times before, it's the land. Yeah, the land. A lot of stories with uh, Indians uh, mm -hmm. with the land. Now, you live on the East Coast, close to where I'm looking at going. Do you find that that area of the country tends to be a little bit higher <laughs> in activity? <laughs> because well, I'm see where Italian. you're going with this, Vanessa. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know, Vanessa, because since I'm not in the field anymore and I really don't look for it, Gotcha. I don't really know what's happening. Okay. As far as where I am. Although, and for another show down the road with Mother, yeah. yes. she has her own experiences oh. where she has moved to, but we, we don't have time to get into it. Yeah. But okay. She calls me. I take the call. Send me pictures now. I need to see before <laughs> and after. I become my father, like not even understanding knowingly. She's like, what do you think? I'm t I was sitting here one minute this thing moved the next minute she lives alone mind you no pets nothing and that'll yeah. be a story for another time remember yeah, that mom? More, there, are, there are a lot of yeah, there are more stories but we won't go into it now no but and that's in Asheville. so okay but, there you go well uh then we we might have to go and check that out yes uh, i will have to show actually i will show <laughs> it to you i will show it to you the next time i'm going to show you what she's bringing up Okay, good. So I, that you I, understand what it is. Yes, inquiring minds want to know. Okay. <laughs> well, the inquiring mind needs, has to wait a little bit. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. It really oh. is. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Um, <laughs> now, this has been really fun tonight, and everybody down in the chat is is really enjoying it. So, I mean, uh, good. Try to get a couple more of these questions. Uh, Betty Lange was wondering real quick. I know we kind of covered this uh, earlier in the show, but for those coming in a little bit later, uh, how old were you when you met Hans? How old was I? Yeah. Uh, 21, 22. Okay. I married at 24. Okay. Know. Well, at least you dated for a while. <laughs> I actually did the same thing. I met my ex-husband at 21 and married at 24. Oh, very weird. <laughs> I know, right? How cute. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> Mom, you still got some New Yorkness showing in you. Um, I can't. <laughs> you can take the woman out of New York. You can't take the New York out of the woman. God, I love New York. I'm working on it on my end, though. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, why, are you try why are you trying to be less New York? I don't, well, actually, I think I am. I think my husband, who's Mr. Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Hang on, Max Sugar. I haven't forgotten that. I can't even say it again. But <laughs> he now, with his twang like you, sometimes he'll sit there and goes, well, gosh darn it. He's like, oy vey. And I'm like. Oy vey. Oy vey. He's not even. rubbing off on him. <laughs> What did I say before we even went on air? Oy you did. You did. <laughs> Maybe I should go away for a while because I don't know if if it's a good thing that everybody's going to walk around going, oi. Ben. Oy. Oy ben. 
and ghosts and spirits and oi and you're I'm from trying, the south, you know well, i'm and trying then, to learn the southern <laughs> southern greetings no no we we told alex we told alex the last time uh bless your heart honey oh i remember that yeah bless your heart that's when somebody has irritated the dickens out of you or whatever and you're just like bless your heart that's not a good one that's not a compliment but the person you're saying it to won't know it mom <laughs> like you when we say fungu you you know yeah, I've heard some of these. Yes. yeah to the, the new york way is the direct way yeah basically get that out of here that's it it just comes straight <laughs> i prefer the new york way <laughs> so we, we just can't... say it we just like get the f out of the way. What part don't you understand? You either move or you don't. I'm still moving this way. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me so happy. <laughs> get ready, <laughs> mom. Listen, driving in a car with you is awesome. That's another story for another time too. Uh oh, uh oh, uh -oh. Listen, lady. How the f close do you think you're gonna get to my ass back there? <laughs> She's a countess, everybody. I promise she's very eloquent. <laughs> you get out well, of the <laughs> sometimes you just have to be very specific, you know, Mother and, is, and that's okay. That's all right. calm and polite, even if you're riding up her rear end ass. But inside the car, the vocal conversation is very different, and her inner monologue comes out, and I'm just mm -hmm. sitting there going, Right on, Mom. FM. FM. Yeah, the car is a totally different environment from everywhere else. You, you become haunted. a different person. It's not haunted. It's not haunted. Blame <laughs> no. it on the spirits. <laughs> okay. Riding for free. Yeah, the spirits are riding for free in my car. <laughs> that is all. Awesome. I was thinking of the time in New Hope, Pennsylvania, where that yes. stupid lady hit I us remember? at five miles an hour. Yes. I got out of the car. <laughs> My mother is so calm. She's a Libra, very balanced. And I'm sitting with her and she gets, she's like, Alex, wait here. <laughs> All I know, and I'm looking at the back like any kid would. Of course. And she's like, <laughs> and she gets back in the car. There's no damage to the back. We are proceeding forward now. We're going to get that hot apple cider here. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> can't hide. <laughs> Mothers can't hide. Oh, I need to learn that because I would have been all over that. I would I would have been pulling insults from Golden Girls. You big bajagaloop. I would have done something along those lines. It would have not been pretty. So <laughs> Alex, are you okay, love? No, I'm just picturing mother also. She has she had a driving glove, a driving <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I'm in style. I was in style. Just like this. Before 50 Cent was cool and all those people, I don't know what their names are. I'm too old for this at this point. But my mom's like. She set the trend. <laughs> yep. That is racing awesome. gloves. They were racing driving Racing gloves. gloves. <laughs> of course, the car was automatic. I didn't really kind of have What's to work hard. What did you have to leave with Mac? It's hard to be. With Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. I love, yes. That's, he's that loving period of time. Yes. The 70s. Oh, yes. Stevie Nicks is my girl. Okay. And I had the hugest <laughs> crush on Lindsey Buckingham. I don't care oh, if yeah. he was trash. I, I don't care. But yum. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm all right. All right. Continue on, Mike. Don't get too hot. Don't get too heated over there. Woo! I just think it was <laughs> that this was all going on, and then we start singing to the song, and as everybody has experienced watching the show and beyond, that we start off with the lyrics, and my mom goes, how does it go again? And I'm like, we'll just kind of make it up as we go. Woo! That's all <laughs> you need to do. I can never remember the words. <laughs> I make them up. I know. That's awesome. Anyway. That just made my day. <laughs> Excellent driver. That's what happens when you're human. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Oh my goodness. Oh. 
Sorry. Did you I hurt something? So hard I, had to, I laughed so hard I had to pop my back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my mother, let me tell you, she's, look, she's beautiful. She's standing. Absolutely. Let me tell you, does she look 80 to you? No. What? No. I mean, that's mom. I told you. What did oh. I tell you? Hmm? No. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. No. Yeah. No. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's just a no. Daddy used yeah. to say that eight is just a number. See, he's looking at you right now, going. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> but I tell you, it's nothing. You eighty now. I look down upon you. It's nothing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't do your driving thing. Whatever you do. I don't drive. I don't know. Put Remember your that? glove on. Put your glove on. I love it when Alex does the the accents. We'll put the gloves on to hide the wrinkles. Oh, stop. <laughs> you are stunning. I hope I look that good at that. That's adventure. what I keep saying. She's, yes. you know, and it's like, listen. My father probably gave some of the wrinkles that aren't even visible to her because when we were driving as a family and my mother would put on the AC because that's what you do when it's summer in the car, right? And he goes, Katy, Katy, turn these off. I get a cold. Is too much air on me. And my mother's like, <laughs> the only driver in the family, my poor mother, who's got to get us out of Manhattan to a summer oh. house rental right so and here's my father the whole time oh this back seat i can't get comfortable how you move this thing turn off the ac i need fresh air meanwhile the fresh hot air is coming in my poor mother's like i could just feel her like like ah, let's just find the house and get there please oh my god but we left him home after a while i i, I realized why I don't blame Daddy you there anymore. <laughs> we went Daddy? alone we went alone <laughs> <laughs> now I know why daddy's not in the car oh this is much easier I can see what, what mom was thinking <laughs> yeah because New York is friggin hot in the summertime well, listen, you can get that way yeah there's but a my mad... father didn't like the air on him he wanted the fresh hot air yes, yes. he would start mm -hmm. coughing he was sneezing he was Remember, sneezing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a violent sneezer Yes, twenty twenty-five at a count. Oh yes. Oh wow. He could take, he could take uh, yeah. somebody out, and they could probably yeah. file charges. I don't know what you would put it under <laughs> sneezing assault, but something would happen. My poor wow. mother. Oh my god, so bad. So just to let you know, we do have some comments down in the chat uh -oh. that nobody believes that you are eighty. Uh, Told Chip you. Chipper Terry says so both Holzer women are uh, beautiful. Uh, Candy Orton says she is stunning. Age means nothing. So uh, Eileen Munson says she's gorgeous. So yes, they are all complimenting you. Oh, most definitely. And they're all laughing at the sneezing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, twenty-five times is. Oh my God! If I do. Oh, bless your heart, sweetheart. You froze right and now. There. She froze right there. Oh my goodness! Look at her expression. <laughs> That's, That's not a good expression to be frozen. At. Yeah, you don't want to be frozen on that my expression. <laughs> Normally, it's me, and it's some really pathetic looking. There it goes. Back. There she I'm is. Back. You're back. Whatever you just did, we didn't see. You toes in a very oh, compromising expression. That's okay. Expression. You don't have to worry about it. Really, it's fine. No, I was saying that the, my father's sneezing is actually a running joke in the house. That his grandchildren, uh, the oldest, so Nicole. Danielle, who's second in line, and then there's me. The others don't sneeze like this. We literally sneeze for 10 to 15 times. And when I do it, I'm holding on to the wall for dear life because I don't know how to kiss myself, number one. Were you going flying? I, well, yes, there's that. And as I'm aging, are you propelling? <laughs> when it comes out like daddy, it's like, yeehaw! It's just like all the kids together, like cockroaches. And then they do it. Oh, it's contagious. Wow. It's contagious. Oh my gosh. That's With funny. Genetics, mom. You were you didn't you, when you sneeze you go I'm quiet. A quiet sneezer. Yeah. You do one of those little cute sneezes. Okay. Yeah, I'm a quiet sneezer. Okay. She's polite. She's so polite, but me I'm, I'm a just polite like sneezer. a polite sneezer. There you yeah, go. A polite sneezer. Yeah, if, if we can't sneeze in front of you mom when you visit because we're afraid to be rude because we're just hold it till I leave. Just hold it. 
Yeah, if you so that's just that's, that would be like the countess and you coming out. It's a very regal sneeze. Yes. Thank okay. You. <laughs> well, good for you. We can't all be regal like you, mother. I can't do it. That's too bad. I can't do it. If I hold it in the way you want me to, it's going to come out somewhere else, and it's not going to be pretty. That's that's we'll a very to, we'll valid have, point. Yes, uh, Vanessa, we'll have to negotiate that point. <laughs> What? It's negotiation. <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> oh, you make me happy. Uh, oh, this has God. been so much fun. It has been. It has been. And I hate to say it, but we are at our hour mark. That was fast. It so, was. Mom, do you have so Mike, can we talk about where her artwork is? Yes, I was going to Please. ask that. Where where can we find your artwork? Uh on my wall. Do you even know? <laughs> So, all right, everybody, just everybody go to Catherine's house and, and look yeah, at her walls. Choose what you want. Give best offering. <laughs> no, I um, where I don't have a website or anything. I gave them a link. Artwork, I sent them a link. Yeah, yeah. we have some links. So I'll, I, I put the links. They should be in the description. Uh, if if they're not, I'll, and I'll double check. I'll put them there. So, okay. yeah. Well, and what was interesting, though, let me tell everybody real quick. If you go to the link, I'm going to pull it up real quick and look um, and make sure that I'm getting the right one here. If you go there, um, you can, according to this website that you sent us, the link that you sent us, Alex, you can get wall art, home decor, um, stationery, phone cases, different things like that. Yeah, yeah. So there are... Um, there are many ways that you can get her artwork. If you don't have space on the wall, you can get one on a coffee mug. You know, I mean, you can get one That's in a tote right, bag. Yes. Yeah, so am, I am in one of those lines, actually. Um, I think it's under Fine Arts. It um, uh, Fine Is Art it, America. Yeah, Fine Art America. Yeah, I'm in yeah. that. I yes. have my work in that. Yeah, I I am in that. I, I totally forgot about it. Yes. <laughs> that's why you have me to know where to send people to whatever just send me. see yeah, that is some... yes thank you for reminding me yeah, oh no problem i just want people to know because i mean not everybody has the wall space for wall art but if they truly love something that you've done there's so many other ways that they can that's right they, they can, can enjoy it, it for a very little money mm -hmm. they can sell prints yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. so for our youtube viewers you can get that link down in the description and for the podcast listeners later on when this goes up on iHeartRadio and spotify and all that the link is fineartamerica.com slash profiles slash katherine dash buxhoveden so there you go or just contact one of us or, we'll yeah you it. can do that too <laughs> <laughs> that might be the easier way so ladies this has been absolutely fantastic really appreciate uh you guys coming on the show Catherine. this was an exclusive with you and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us it's it's been Thank an absolute honor yeah. and nice meeting you both nice, nice to meet my daughter alex hey, nice, to see you. <laughs> nice to see you okay, okay. okay. no no say it right alex how you doing <laughs> how you doing how you doing <laughs> I Forget do about it. Hey. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you. You not say it, right? That's an insult to me. <laughs> this Love shit you. Love you. Have a great night. Alex, thanks again for setting this up. This has been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. She's, come on now. Oh, she's, she's amazing. Catherine, you're awesome. amazing. We'll do it again. We'll absolutely. Yes. We'd love to. Oh, good Lord. Now we're in trouble. <laughs> I wear my gloves. Don't yes. you can't. wear the gloves? Yes. I wear my gloves. It's probably all dried up and wrinkled at this point. It's all. It's so I like can use the mouse. Oh my god! Use the mouse. Use the mouse gloves. gloves. It's gonna be my mouse gloves. <laughs> That's way too funny. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> you started it, Alex. I can't help it. She brings it out of me. It's not my fault. <laughs> Blame it on mother, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> always blame it on your mother. They're, yes, that that's, works. Oh, that's how it well, works. 
We will do this again. Definitely. And we will do, definitely. We because uh, I have I have needed this laugh <laughs> so much. So <laughs> mwah, bless you both. It was it was necessary. <laughs> have a wonderful in night. In the good way. In the good way. In a good way. Bless you too. Yes, of course. Thank you. Now, mom, do you know how to get off this thing? Yeah, uh, we just click X. Yeah, I'm gonna click <laughs> NVIDIA anyways. <laughs> we just we, X out. You we can just X, X out. out. You want to X out together? Okay, one, Ooh. two. And Mike and Vanessa, love you guys. <laughs> love, you love you, too. hun. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Three. Oh, here we go. I'm out. I'm. A, I don't know where oh, I am. Nope. No, you're nope. both still here. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Mom insists you have to leave me. Mom, this is your fault. I'm much cooler when I'm doing this. And oh, now there she. Nope. There Just gonna close the lid. <laughs> I've tried it. It doesn't work. I just put the lid. I just put the lid down. <laughs> I mean, I could just boot you, but you know, I figured you'd want to gracefully leave rather than have me kick right. you out. Well, try, I'm trying the X's, but mom, it says, "Do you want to leave this meeting?" Oh, I see. It says, "Leave me." Right. So then you say, "Leave me." Ready? Oh, I see. Okay. Go oh my God! I'm what? hitting the red. Leave me. Nope. She's gone. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, god, that was far too funny. They are so awesome. My stomach hurts. Yeah. From laughing so much. That was amazing. <laughs>